Today, I'm going to show you why most restaurants lose money and go out of business, or at least why you're struggling so much and can't break free from low profititis. The simple point is most restaurant owners and chefs are pricing their menus the wrong way. They're still using the classic technique of the past, which doesn't work anymore. And when you add food prices that are out of control to the mix, this is a recipe for disaster. Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru, here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to help you build a better restaurant and live the life of your dreams. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. This is episode number 149 of Build a Better Restaurant podcast. It's called, What is a Seat Worth in Your Restaurant? Okay, I want you to pay attention to this information. I want you to listen to this podcast twice. Once like normal, and then the second time with a pad and pen. Are you ready? Okay, as I just said, most chefs and restaurant owners are using a flawed pricing strategy. Here's how most chefs and restaurant owners cost the menu. They take the cost to produce the item and multiply it times three if they want a 33% food cost. And the really smart operators will round that number up a bit. Now, for example, if it costs eight bucks to produce an entree, they'll multiply it times three, which comes out to $24. And then they might round it up to 25 or 26 or even 29, depending on what they think they can get away with. Now, operators who want a 30% food cost multiply their menu items times 3.3. And some people who want a 25% food cost multiply the cost times four. So that would be eight times four is $32. Okay, now in my experience, a 25% food cost is pretty rare. But as you will see in the next few minutes, I think this is where cost of goods will probably have to be in the near future if you want to make money. Okay, now chefs and operators cost their menu this way because this is the way they learn to do it. And that's what the way it's always been. And this is still what they're teaching in the culinary schools and the restaurant management schools. But the concept is wrong because it's based on an outdated model. Times have changed and the cost times three or whatever is no longer the best or smartest way to cost a menu. The customer has changed, labor costs has increased, and the cost of everything has gone through the roof. So today, I'm going to show you a new strategy, a better, smarter way to price your menu. Today, we're going to discuss a concept that very few people are talking about. Today, this idea is limited to the top one or maybe 2% of restaurant thinkers. And this idea will make a huge difference in your life if you're brave enough to do it. Okay, here we go. Let's imagine you had $90,000 in sales last month and you broke even. You had $0 in profit and $0 in loss, but at least you broke even. Now imagine for this example that your cost of goods percentage was 33.3 and your labor cost was 33.3 and your other cost was 33.3. Your profit was zero. You broke even. Okay, you still with me? Good. 
Now let's imagine that you served an average of 1,000 people per week times 4.3 weeks in a month for a total of 4,300 people during the month. That would mean your average check was $21 per person and your average seat cost was $14 per person. Okay, okay, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what? How did you get there, Mr. Food Guru? How do you know that a seat costs $14 per person? See, if you're thinking that, that's great because you're at least paying attention. Now, please allow me to explain further. This concept is actually very simple to understand once you get it because it's based on first principle thinking. First principle thinking allows us to eliminate all previous knowledge everything that's come before, and look at the thing or the problem with fresh eyes. Let's start with thing number one. First, we need to know what your average check is. And for that, we need to know two numbers. Your total sales and the number of customers or guests that you served. To figure your average check, we divide your total sales by the number of customers that you served. Now, this seems to be a very simple thing for a business owner to know. What were your total sales last month and how many customers did you serve? But I bet you a dollar you don't know both of those numbers. And I'll bet you you can't tell me what your average check per person was. Very, very few people can. And the reason for that is because it's not a number that your POS system automatically calculates. Yes, your POS system can tell you what your sales were and how much of each item you sold and what the time is now and when your people punched in and out, but it cannot tell you what your average check for per person was last month. And it will never tell you what your average lunch check was versus your average dinner check. Oh, it'll tell you what your average transaction was but it cannot tell you what your average check per person was. Modern POS systems are great, but not for this. I'm serious. I'm willing to bet you your POS cannot tell you what your average check per person is. So you got to do it by hand. And yes, it's quite a pain in the ass. And that's why nobody does it and nobody knows that number. And to add insult to injury, this gets a lot more complicated when we add in catering into go meals plus dining room meals. But let's just walk through the process anyway. The first thing we need to know is what were the sales in the restaurant? Then we'd need to know how many people you served. Just two numbers. Not so simple, but two numbers. Okay, when we know these two numbers, we can divide sales by the number of customers and get the average check. For example, if your sales were $21,000 last week and we served 1,000 people during the week, the average check will be $21 per person. I hope you understand. Okay, now, I want you to try to calculate the average check in your restaurant. You'll probably have to create an old-fashioned spreadsheet to do this, but it will be worth the time and effort because you will learn something valuable that will most likely change the way you look at your restaurant from now on. I hope you're still with me. Okay, great. Let's move on to thing number two. We need to know the total number or cost for each of the main cost categories. We need to know the following numbers. What's your total sales? 
cost of goods, labor cost, other cost. Then we need to know how many people you served. You got it. I'm going to say it again. We need your total sales, total cost of goods, total labor cost, total other cost. And then we need to know how many people you served. Now, if you're still a little unsure, go back and listen to my previous podcast. Number 147 is called the quarterly checkup. Number 134 is called the Q2 Financial Checkup. Or podcast number three is called the 30 30 30 10. They'll explain these concepts a little deeper. Okay, let's take another look at the example I used in the introduction. Imagine we have monthly sales of $90,000, cost of goods of $30,000, which is 33.3% of sales, labor cost of $30,000, which is also 33.3%, and other cost of $30,000, which is 33.3% of sales. That gives us a $90,000 expense or 100% of sales, which means our profit is $0 and 0%. Now, to get our percentages for cost of goods, we divide $30,000 into $90,000, and that gives us 33.3% which also works out for all three categories the same way. Now remember, this is just an example with nice round numbers that you can easily visualize. Your actual numbers will be what they actually are, okay? Now this brings us to thing number three. What is the seat cost? To calculate the seat cost in your restaurant, we need to know the combined total of your labor cost and other cost. Then we divide that number by the number of customers served. Let's walk through this process. Remember, in our example, we served 1,000 people per week. And there are roughly 4.3 weeks in each month. So we called it 4,300 people. So in this example, our labor cost is $30,000. And our other cost is $30,000, which adds up to $60,000. When we divide this 60000 by... 4,300 customers, we get $13.95. Let's just call it 14 bucks a head. And that means the average seat in this example is $14 per person. Did you get it? If you didn't, that's okay. Just rewind it and listen to it again. It's okay. I do it all the time. This brings us to thing number four. How can we use this information? Why is this so important? How is this different than cost of goods times three? First off, this is a major game changer. Instead of food cost times three, we do seat cost plus cost of goods to get our real break-even number for each entree or each customer. Let's dig a little deeper. Imagine that you got a chicken dish on your menu that costs you $5 to produce. And say you use the old school three times calculation. You would have the $5 times three, which equals 15 bucks, right? Or let's say you wanted a 30% cost of goods. So you would multiply it times 3.3. So that means you would take $5 times 3.3. And that would give you $16.50 for a price. And you would have a 30% cost of goods on that item. 
and most people would be happy with this. But then, most people would lose money. Yes, you would lose money even at a 30% food cost because the seat costs $14 per person. Okay, here's how it works out. You have a $14 seat cost plus the $5 food cost equals $19. And if you're selling it for $16.50 or even if you round it up to $17, you're still going to lose $2 for every chicken dish you sell. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? This is why an entree costs more in a beachfront restaurant than it does in a strip mall. It's because the overhead is higher and so is the seat cost. Now let's let's do something else. Let's look at the cost of a piece of fish. Imagine that you buy a fresh side of salmon for 12 bucks a pound and you serve an eight ounce or a half a pound portion. Now let's say there's no waste on the salmon. That means your portion cost would be $12 divided by two, right? Eight ounces, half a pound. So 12 bucks a pound divided by two equals six bucks. Plus whatever you give them. In addition, let's say you season the fish and saute it in butter and add a nice sauce and a simple vegetable. Let's say that extra stuff only costs you $1. Plus you give them a dollar worth of bread and butter with the meal. So now your plate cost is six bucks for the salmon and two dollars for the wraparound, the sauce and the bread and the butter, which means the dish now costs you eight dollars. So here's the math. You have fourteen dollars in the seat and eight bucks in the fish. This adds up to twenty-two dollars. And if you do traditional pricing, you're gonna take eight bucks for the fish times three. And then you're going to sell it for $24, which means you're going to make $2 every time you sell a salmon. And this is great, especially if you can sell them drinks and appetizers. But what if your seat cost is more than $14? At my restaurant, Martini's Grill in Burlington, Iowa, my mortgage is $15,000 a month and my overhead is very high. Not big city high, but pretty friggin' high. And my average seat cost is $50. This means my average check must be at least $65 for us to break even. Here's an example of what that looks like. I want you to imagine the salmon entree we just discussed for $8 plus the $50 seat cost. I have to sell that dish for $58 just to break even. Wow. See, the model at Martini's is different than most restaurants. We know we can't sell a piece of fish for 58 bucks, so we calculate things a little differently. Our goal is to break even with the cost of the seat, the entree, and the cost of the first drink. Let's imagine we have a 25% bar cost and the average drink sells for 12 bucks. So here's what that looks like. The seat cost is 50 bucks, the salmon is eight, and the drink is three. When you add that all up, it adds up to $61. Now let's imagine we sell the salmon for $45, the drink for $12. That's only going to get us to $57. And we're going to lose 4 bucks on every transaction. So we need to raise our prices. We need to charge $49 for the salmon and $13 for the average drink. And when we do that, we're still going to lose a buck on every salmon we sell. Wow. 
This means if we want to make money, our waiters must sell the second drink and a shareable appetizer or dessert. Did you get that? It's a lot of stuff. Once again, it's okay to rewind and listen again. This is a big deal. It shows us exactly where we need to put our sales effort. And I'll bet your restaurant is in the same exact boat. But you just don't know it. Because you've never thought about it from this angle. See, this is why Martinis also doesn't sell a burger. We don't sell a burger because we'd lose our ass on it. Here's the math on a burger. Let's say it costs us five bucks to plate a burger and fries. Call it five bucks for cost of goods on a burger. If we multiply that times four and run a great 25% cost of goods, that means we're going to sell it for 20 bucks. And then say the person who gets it also gets a $12 glass of wine. Here's what that looks like. Food costs five bucks. Bar cost of $12 glass of wine at 25% is three bucks plus the seat cost of $50. So that adds up to 58 bucks. The total sale is 20 bucks for the burger, 12 bucks for the glass of wine, $32. The seat and the food and beverage cost us 58 bucks. So we lose $26 every time we sell a burger. Even at 20 bucks for a burger, this equals a double loss. The customer is outraged by a $20 burger and we still lose 28 bucks. Just doesn't work. The arithmetic doesn't add up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big deal. And I'll bet you're making the same exact mistake in your restaurant. Here's another point that I love. Are you ready for this? Why is lunch half the price of dinner? Why do we sell things cheaper at lunch than we do at dinner? And don't say we make it up on volume. Everything still costs the same amount. You pay the cooks the same hourly rate. You pay the same cost for the hamburger. You pay the same amount for electricity and water. And well, you also pay the same for everything else. But really, if, if you're open for lunch and dinner, I bet you got more overtime than you would have if you weren't open for lunch. Whoever said that lunch should be half the price of dinner? I'll tell you who. Subway and McDonald's and fast food and quick serve restaurants. If you're a fine dining place, if you have full service, you're probably losing your ass at lunch and at dinner too. I'm serious. Do the math. Hell, this isn't even math. It's simple arithmetic. Your sales divided by the number of people you serve equals your average check. And then your total cost of labor plus your total other cost equals your total seat cost. Your seat cost plus your food cost minus your average check equals your profit or loss per customer. Do you know what your average profit or loss per customer is? The truth is that nobody does because everybody is too busy trying to get through the day, just trying to survive. Nobody's talking about this. Wow. Okay, now I'm going to leave you hanging on this concept because I want you to think about it for the rest of the week. How does this pricing concept apply to you and your restaurant? But remember, before you can answer that question, you got to know your numbers. So between now and next Monday, that's right, my weekly podcast goes live every Monday at 5 a.m. Central Time. 
just subscribe or send me an email at foodguru at foodguru.com and I'll add you to my mailing list. The point is, I want you to figure out what your average seat cost is and I'll bet you a dollar that it's a lot higher than you ever imagined. So here's your homework assignment. I want you to take the numbers from your September 2021 P&L and calculate two things. First is your average check. What were your total sales divided by the total number of people you served? Then, to figure your seat cost, add together your totals for labor costs and other costs. Then divide that number by your total sales to get your average seat cost per person. When you know that number, you'll be ready for next week's podcast. It'll be podcast number 150 called Smart Menu Ideas. Next week's podcast will be the second half of this equation, the sales half. Next week, I will show you how to increase your average check so you can get up above the break-even point. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager and chef who joins us has the knowledge and information they need to reimagine their restaurant and earn a 10% profit. My goal is to help you build financial freedom and live the life of your dreams. Think of me as your strategic thinking partner. I want to help you reimagine your restaurant. I want to help you build a better restaurant and a better life. If you're ready to move forward to create a smart plan that will change your life, if you need someone to talk to who understands your situation, just come to foodguru.com to get started. When the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you soon.